All right, welcome back as we continue episode 44 of Sights on Sinnoh. This time, we are going to the next episode, which is Our Cup Runneth Over. Uh, blurb for this episode reads, Wallace, a coordinator star and a former gym leader, is bringing his Wallace Cup event to the shores of Sinnoh's Lake Valor. This contest opportunity gets Dawn excited about entering a contest again, but she's still uncertain about what she needs to change, about her style to win. As Zoe said, Dawn has to concentrate on showing off her Pokemon. But how? But how indeed. So, this episode actually starts off with a newscast from Sinnoh Now with our correspondent Rhonda, I believe, uh, yep. giving a bit of history about Wallace. Finally, a good cold open. You know, this has happened before, actually, with Rhonda. Oh, yeah. Um, back with the peony egg. But this is way more important. Like, <laughs> like yeah, this is like world building, like setting the stage for the next like three or four episode arc. I don't know how long it yeah. lasts. But like, this is important. This is a good start to an episode. Exactly. Like, if you're going to do exposition, this is awesome. Like, do this more often, honestly. He or she goes over how... He's from the Hoenn region, became the Sutopolis gym leader, then moved on to become the champion master of the Hoenn region. Champion master is actually the same title that Cynthia has for Sinnoh. So the distinction between like champion and just champion master. Um, and then saying that he went beyond that and became a uh, master coordinator, I believe. Oh, top contest coordinator. I think is, is the right title, with his partner, Milo Tick. So a ton of achievements under his belt. He's very impressive and has become a contest master after all that. And in honor of his achievements, they are he actually started his own competition called the Wallace Cup. And now it's coming to Sinnoh for the very first time. Right. Now this is oh. mm -hmm. interesting. Because yeah. this episode is Wallace's anime debut. Yes. Here we are, a character who's been in the games uh -huh. for, what, like four years now? Right. Because he first appeared in Ruby and Sapphire as the Sutopolis gym leader, and we're just now meeting him. Yes, and that was something that seems like it was a change in the middle of the advanced generation season. With Emerald coming out. Exactly, and to match the Emerald Games, they changed the gym leader to instead be Juan, who yes. Ash battles, instead of Wallace. And that's not uncommon. It's something mm -hmm. that happens quite a bit. I don't know if this does it with Platinum, do they? Yes. They do? Kind, okay. uh, kinda. Kind it's of. A, yeah. I know X and Y does it with Oris. They bring in Oris things. They right. force the Pokedex change to the Oris Pokedex for no reason. <laughs> Wait, in the uh, anime? Yeah, they just... Sakura oh. just up gives them the Aura's Pokedex over their, like, sleek iPhone-like Pokedexes from X and Y. I see why you don't like it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, they do it in Sun and Moon with Ultra, although that's more story-related. Yeah. Um, so they've done it before. Or they, yeah. they do it... They've done it before, they'll do it later. Like, it, it happens. Right. But it seems to bother you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, 
just because they force things. Mm-hmm. And I think the X and Y one was weird just because a lot of important things happen in a miniseries that most people don't know about. Oh, true. Right, right. You, you've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll get your hot take on that. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I start watching those episodes. But right, here, but... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, but here Dawn's actually watching this newscast. We're just like, oh, cool, they're tying mm-hmm. it in. Like, that, that's who's watching this. It's not just the viewer. Um, right. And adorably, all our Pokemon are eating their profits. <laughs> uh, but were you, were you saying something? Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, we haven't met this character yet, which is surprising because mm-hmm. he's one of the more memorable ones from Hoenn. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is because he has different roles in Ruby Sapphire and then an Emerald. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And they, they, he is the champion. Like uh-huh. he replaces Steven as the champion. Yep. And I, you, you get so much more time with him than you do with the other Hoenn gym leaders. That uh, it's yeah. surprising. They didn't have him in advanced. Right. Like the, to completely cut him out was kind of a weird choice. And it's mm-hmm. not like they even bring back Steven, really. No, I think... Actually, the next time Steven's relevant is X and Y. Wow, okay. And he plays a huge role there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like a major character in X and Y. That's funny. Yeah, because in the anime for Hoenn, he's there for like one or two episodes, and that's it. And it's very early on. So I'm like, what are you going to do with him? Oh, nothing? Oh, okay. But that's what's also weird is they later establish that he is the reigning champion of Hoenn. Interesting. Almost like, like 10 years later. During, well, I mean, it's during the Oris era. Right. So, of course, they would put him back in that champion spot. But it's <laughs> yeah. the timeline. Just just don't think about it. And it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Exactly. Wallace here looking fine as ever. And is actually says, quote unquote, like, here I am to search for the finest coordinator in all of Sinnoh. I'm at Lake Valor to find out. Uh, so come in and join on the, come join the Wallace Cup. Uh, and Dawn immediately knows who he is. Uh, probably because, like, her mom told her or something, I'd imagine. And her being a coordinator herself, she's probably in the know. He's only, like, the most famous coordinator. <laughs> right? Even though we haven't met him after a whole series of coordinator stuff. That is the oddest part about that. It's like, would it have it come up for May at least? Like, I don't know. We can talk about that at the end. Yes. Oh, we can. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is I remember the Advanced Generation very early on in like May's first contest. There's some guy with a Milo tick competing. And he was shown to be very powerful, and and he comes up later, but, like, no Wallace still, so they just had this guy. I, I don't know. It was weird. But uh, as Dawn goes up to the window of the Pokemon Center, she as she comes up to the window of the Pokemon Center, she's watching Ash train outside, and um, that's when she starts kind of, like, having her own thoughts about getting back into contest herself, and as you mentioned earlier, acknowledging how 
Ash is using that spin move of hers to great effect in his gym battles, of all things. Mm-hmm. And there's a little moment here where Pikachu is able to spin out Buizel with its tail, uh, which <laughs> looked kind of funny. Um, yeah. and, he, and Brock says, oh, it learned something from that Raichu battle. Yeah, so I'm glad they also acknowledged the episode we just talked about. Exactly. It's nice and that like, they're like... It at least have like some effect. Yeah, there's some repercussions from it um, that will carry over, even at least subtly. Yeah, and and it's neat to see that Ash is focusing on building up the moves that have been in the spotlight for each of mm. his Pokemon in the past few episodes, like Turtwig with the Energy Ball, you know, Ash with or uh, Pikachu with uh, Iron Tail. Like to mm-hmm. see that he knows that they still need work. Yeah is is also pretty cool to see right i always found it weird in the show when like they're working on a move or something and they're just like oh it's done we got it okay never touch this again right uh but here is very much like nope keep practicing uh there's a really chill moment of sudabudo living its best life because it has star and gligar perched <laughs> on it and it's like yeah ah, sudabudo's dream the perfect tree decoy i i do wish they would have like done the same with Staravia and Brave Bird here. Because yeah. it's just the other move that's been focused on recently. But right. I get I get that he's focused on Kurtwig and Pikachu because of the water gym coming up. Yes, we see him actually planning using type advantages. For once. <laughs> and it looks like he does have um, Staravia coming into practice, Aerial Ace, but it's mostly for his other Pokemon to dodge with their spin attacks. Right. Which Don, yeah, which Don keeps acknowledging, uh, and how they're like, she's impressed of how he's still able to make his Pokemon stronger using their own abilities and powers, as she puts it. Yeah, and that gets Don pumped up, saying like, "Yeah, now it's our turn. Like, let's get some serious training done with her Pokemon." And they run over excitedly uh, for everyone except Baniri, because of course. <laughs> Baniri is cuddling up with Pikachu. Yeah, she's she's watching intently from the sidelines until Dawn <laughs> calls her over adorably. And she like looks up in the sky dramatically and she's like, oh, all right, we're going to do this. I know you've been worried about me, but now it's our time to shine. <laughs> oh, this moment. Do you want to explain what happens here? Yeah, she tells her pokemon that they should warm up Mm -hmm. and by warm up she means (laughs) use all of their signature moves at once yeah strong as possible (laughs) which is exactly what she was told not to do and has been focusing on not doing Uh uh-huh uh because she tells them to use the moves like she's like okay bigger yeah and and all at once and it's just it's so ridiculous and over the top. And she has this flashback of Zoe telling her not to do this. And she panics and goes and tries to like <laughs> put it in reverse. Yeah. She just starts screaming and telling them to stop. And then all of the attacks hit her. Yeah. <laughs> Which the best one being Baneri's bounce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause Baneri just straight up lands on her. Right, like at the very end, uh, she's like lying and like struggling to get up from the ground. 
I'm not usually a fan of like slapstick comedy, but it works. Yeah, this works. Just, right. It was done really well. <laughs> it it's just good. It's just funny. It's entertaining. It's ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah, it, all of that and the bub, and then she starts to get up. Her hair even goes into like full staticky mode. I guess from Patrice's discharge. Um, and uh, she's actually marketing, market, marketably po- uh, positioned here, surrounded by all the pseudo starters. I might add. Yeah, this is gonna be, you know, hair aside. We're gonna see this as the thumbnail for everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> They'll uh, just edit that part out so she looks, you know, put together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna pull the, the Wallace editing job of just like, all right, and and make everything else look great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and then this is when she starts explaining, like, yeah, I remember what Zoe told me, so I'm gonna try to rethink my approach here. Uh, because I get too, ex- she's like, I basically get too excited and like going out of control with this, and she start trying to focus back on making her Pokemon the stars. Um, and speaking of stars, we get to see Rhonda from Sinnoh Now come over to them asking for an interview. And as, as they're accompanied by Nurse Joy, Brock comes over as uh, as usual, only to get knocked away by Krogunk. Because they're like, can we have a minute of your time? And he's like, an hour, a month, a year, forever. <laughs> and then as he's Brock jabbed plays. by Krogunk, he's like, uh, like how the time flies or something. I'm like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. And Ash is like, oh, hey, Rhonda, nice. Let's spend a while. And she goes, right. She has no clue who they are. She forgot. Yeah. She, she's not there to talk to them. She doesn't care. <laughs> well, she is, but she's like, you're not w- my real story here. Yeah. I mean, she's not there to interview them. She's there to get information from them. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Which is where Wallace is. And immediately Don perks up and goes, oh, you mean the Wallace? Yeah. That should have been Rhonda's first clue that these people have no idea <laughs> or of no help to you whatsoever. Though she does have a magazine handy with his picture on it and he's like, yeah, this guy right here. Well, that's the second clue is that two of the three people don't even know who Wallace is. Right. But hey, if they can, if she shows him a picture and uh, they're like, oh yeah, I saw this guy. They, they could right. still help her at some level, maybe. He is a uh, very conspicuously uh, styled. <laughs> yes. It's hard uh, to miss him, even in the world of anime. Like he stands out. Yeah. Um, Rhonda explains that he regularly travels all over Kanto and Hoenn, holding Pokemon contests. So very clearly hates Johto. Um, and <laughs> we see like maps in the background of Wallace walking. And says that he holds the prestigious Wallace Cup, which is a competition that gives you a ribbon that's acknowledged at any competition across any region. Yeah, the entire nation. Yeah. Which, holy plot device. Like, jeez. <laughs> we were like, we haven't hmm. given Dawn a ribbon in a while. And we're running out of towns yeah. because we've been to most of them already. Um, do? I mean, I didn't think about that too much because even in Hoenn, we go to like 
10 imaginary towns for Pokemon contests. So that's true. They do make up towns. Yeah. So this isn't the worst. Honestly, I like this better than just have like random town contest now. Yeah, that's true. It's just like the, yeah, they like MacGuffinize it by like, this is valid everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Like, really the golden goose. Yeah, I didn't know we had like a skeleton key for contests. <laughs> Jeez. Honestly, this just shows how much market bit like how marketable Wallace is. For him to have every region say, like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll acknowledge that. So why haven't we met him before? That's true. That's <laughs> that's, that's my biggest concern here is why are we just now meeting Wallace halfway uh-huh. through a generation he doesn't appear in canonically? So, clearly, when they were traveling through Hoenn, he was in Kanto doing the Wallace Cup. And when they yeah, were traveling... when we were in Kanto. Yeah, he was... Exactly. <laughs> but not Jojo. Never forget, he does not go to Jojo. We all know why. We know what Jojo did to him. Um, <laughs> but Ronald's like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely around here, according to my sources. I want to get a shot. Um, so tell me if you see him, and then it gets hit in the head by this mic, which is a running gag that I'm like, okay, whatever. They've Fine. Yeah. Again, not a fan of slapstick comedy. It worked with Dawn, we don't need it again. <laughs> yeah, that, you got your moment already here. Um, we do get Team Rocket on the rooftop of the Pokemon Center, which I'm like, oh, that's actually not a bad place to, like, spy on people <laughs> compared to the bushes, which we see, like, almost every episode. Yeah, she's Jesse's like, yeah, I'm going to compete and uh, I'll win in honor of my recently relocated dust talks. And we get like a, a little pretty image of dust talks, which I thought was cute. OK, so fun thing from the trivia of the last episode mm. is that mm. so dust talks left us two episodes ago. Right. It was still in the intro to the last episode and it's not in the intro of this episode. Yeah. So this is the first time we don't see it in the intro, and then we get that like acknowledgement. <laughs> it still makes it in. <laughs> still there. We still saw. I mean, we even saw it. We had like the the visual. imaginary vision of dust dogs. Exactly. Uh, and then we come back to our heroes looking for Wallace when they spot some mist. Uh, Piplup actually is the one to spot it, and they're like, "Oh, what's this mysterious fog? Let's go towards it." It was this when Piplup was like sitting on Dawn's head. Yes. That was a cute shot. <laughs> it was re- like, I, I don't have anything else to add there. It was just really cute. <laughs> hey, that's all that Penguin needs to hear from this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they see a silhouette of Milo Take hovering above the water singing. And it's very beautifully shown, sparkly. And Dawn even's like, oh, that's a Milo Take, and pulls out the Pokedex for once in like the last two episodes or three episodes, honestly. Yeah, kind of missed it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. We have that thing. <laughs> At the first sign of sighting, Milotic will come up from the bottom of the lake habitat to calm any angry feelings, it says. And as she looks down from her Pokedex, she sees another silhouette, not of another Milotic, but of Wallace, just calmly resting on the rock nearby. Until yeah. she's like, <gasps> it's Wallace. And he looks over and he's like, huh? <laughs> like he just has this look on his face. Yeah, his expressions here are like like I can't tell what he's thinking. Yeah, he's hard to read, isn't he? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Milo takes seems to like panic and dive underwater. Yeah, she like I don't know if it's male or female actually, but Milo take like is not having this. Right, she's like I'm done with you paparazzis. Just leave me alone. Um, I think it's a female. Maybe I don't know. I don't think they specify it. At least here, uh, um, gender differences. Oh, I forgot it has that. I don't know if it the has longer. a generation. Oh, and that might yeah, it is. Be... It is Gen Four okay. that it's introduced. Right, um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a female. It's a female. Okay, what is that difference for our listeners at home? Uh, the red, like strands of like hair. What what are supposed to be Milotic's hair uh, mm-hmm. are longer on the female. Got it. Okay. So a very a kind of subtle difference there. Yeah, I mean it's like a noticeable length. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's longer for the female. Got it. Okay. Um, and Wallace kind of changes his tone a bit, saying, "Oh, hello, everyone," and smiling at them. Uh, and then we cut to them just like hanging out and talking as Pikachu and Piplup go for the ride of their life on this Milotic. Yeah, uh, they're having a blast. It's great. There is one moment, though, where, like, Milotic goes underwater with Pikachu, and I'm like, oh, uh, Pikachu? Buddy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I get Piplop, but, like, Pikachu's not breathing under there. oh Yeah, but apparently it's fine. It comes back up, and Pikachu's still breathing, so we're good there. Uh, but he explains that he's here by himself because he wanted his day off, finally, and... After, like, pleading with his staff, he finally got this one. Right. Um, and he he's actually not, like, mad or anything at them, because he also see- sees Milotic having fun and being happy um, as it's swimming with Pikachu and Piplup. Yeah, and I think it's kind of funny that in these flashbacks of, like, him being busy... All of them are with, or like most of them are with Rhonda. Right? Like, well. Is that like she's always there in the flashbacks? Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be subtle, Wallace. We know she's your biggest form of stress. <laughs> Rhonda's the real menace here. Just honestly, the, the media personified. Um, and as he's like saying bye to them. Ash kind of interjects and is like, oh, yeah, Dawn's a coordinator and she's going to compete in your cup. And he kind of pauses and like, oh, I'd love to see your moves then. Yeah, it's like, Ash, calm down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because Dawn is the one who seems very hesitant here as they're like, hey, like, this is a contest master. Like, you should you should show him something like he this is an opportunity that comes around often. Right, it's a very rare thing for anyone, but also I think she's still reeling with the mm-hmm. disaster that was her practice session or warm up <laughs> even uh, exactly. right before this. Is she's not still like she wants to be at that level where she's ready to mm-hmm. compete again, but I don't think she's there yet. Right, but Piplup does seem to be very confident, though. Um, Piplup's always it, confident. <laughs> true, uh, but it's been. Clearly, one of its main supporter, one of her main supporters, and like recovering from this. Um, <clears throat> so I get how people's like, yeah, I'll do it. Like I'm, I'm ready to go if you are. Um, and then she eventually agrees to uh, battle Ash in a little contest battle. 
uh, as T-Market finds them, but they'll come in to play in a second. Uh, she does say, she's like, oh my god, I've never been this nervous in my life. <laughs> yeah, she is panicked. Yeah. Though not as bad as, like, training Pachirisu or something like that. So Right. In a little different way, I guess. Wallace uh, and Brock are standing to the side, and Brock explains that Weasel used to belong to Dawn, actually. Yeah, Brock over here with the, like, all-important role of getting characters caught up to speed. <laughs> it happened last time I was on an mm. episode where he was doing the same with Reggie and getting him yeah. caught up on the same history, actually. Uh, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is Brock's job, is tell everyone that they made a trade. And this moment is where I'm like, it doesn't come up enough that Brock used to be a gym leader. Yeah, this really could have been a moment, especially because they're both former gym leaders. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. But, counterpoint, it's this episode's not about Brock. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I guess it makes sense that they don't. Mm-hmm. And Brock knows that this is mostly an experience for Don. Or, yeah, for right. Don. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So I think he's just trying to support her in this meeting. Yeah, so good on Brock, I guess. That's I, I for like not he, trying to hijack it. Like, hey, I yeah. was there too. <laughs> he he knows his role, and it's just kind of to be there. Yeah, it's a little sad. Uh, yeah, no real goal this season. <laughs> hey, he gets something later, but we'll get there. Um, the battle starts off with Bubble Beam versus Sonic Boom. And then as Weasel launches Water Gun is where we see the spin. The Piplup spin, which causes <laughs> Wallace's face to change. Yeah. Weasel goes in for an Aqua Jet against the Whirlpool. He's like, oh man, that water really brings out the best in Weasel. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm just seeing a lot of water type bias going on here. I think it's fine because it's Wallace. Well, right, exactly. And it makes sense because he's the water type specialist. Yeah, I think... I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of water type focus, and we're going to get more with the Crash or Wake stuff coming soon. Mm-hmm. Spoilers if you didn't know the name of the gym <laughs> leader from over 10 years ago. Hey, and the, I'm, Ash has also said he's training for that, so... Yeah. Um... So there is a lot of water focus right now. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think it's fine just because Wallace. Right. I mean, you oh, never I mean, see him with anything aside from water types. Right. I mean, for bias of Wallace being like, oh, you're water type. I like you. Oh, also that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because he's like complimenting both their Pokemon later on and explaining how like hey i'd like to see buizel like actually compete and ash is like ah we've tried contests before it didn't really work out um but then don's like hey like just have fun it's gonna be a great time because you guys get carried away but that's kind of the the fun part about it yeah and the fact that buizel hasn't uh mm -hmm. actually been in a contest Yes, it never got the opportunity because that's when Dawn traded um, with Ash. So it's kind of like what what could have been, some would say. Right. And I, I do like that they do keep 
giving each of the two leads chances to try what the other one does. Mm-hmm. That is really so nice. This, yeah. is, this is the third time of that now. Oh, what was the... Oh, no, fourth. This is the fourth. This is the fourth time. What are the last three times? So we had the Jubilife contest, where Ash tried contest for the first time. Mm-hmm. Then we had the tag battle. Oh, yeah. Where Dawn entered the tag battle on the request of Zoe and Ash and Brock. Uh, and then we had Maylene's gym. Right. Where Dawn did the battle there. Mm-hmm. And now we have Ash doing contests again. That's right. Huh. I, I forgot about the tag battle, actually. But yeah, that's, that's totally Dawn trying out something new. Yeah, so I, I like that they're getting chances to, like, try things outside of their roles. Yes, and it feels and that, organic for the most part. Yeah, and, and it's not a one-off thing either. Mm-hmm. Right, because there's so many times where it's like, oh, this happened this one episode, and that's it. But, like, they actually yeah. acknowledge it, and it and, affects them in some way. Yeah, they're all used as points of growth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think actually where this is most interesting is this whole concept of even doing that because it's not something they did in in advance until I think the end, right? Did Ash ever do contests in advance? I don't think so. I was trying to think. Um, oh, he did one at the end of Battle Frontier. Yeah, yeah. At the very end of Battle Frontier, I thought he did, yeah. Yes. Um. But it was like an informal one. It was like... Exhibition, right? Exactly. And there's an interesting yeah. piece that I noticed between watching this episode and what is actually featured at, at the end of this next one. But we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but what I was saying is this whole idea of them even crossing into each other's roles was mm-hmm. really brought about by Nando. Oh, the first time we meet him huh. because they're each so staunchly like contest battles contest like their yeah. focus on those individually and Nando's the one that helps them realize initially at the start of their Sinnoh journey that you can do both mm-hmm. you can try both and there's things to learn from both and I'm glad that they didn't drop that thread right I'm glad and I'm glad that they've kept it so even that they've each of these two have gotten the chance to learn multiple times from that that's true though i will say to me the whole um nando argument was kind of just out of the blue uh like at this point like ash has been like it just suddenly becomes a conflict of like what what to do or like what's better um, well, well, I think I think it's because Nando framed it as I'm not sure what to do because he wasn't uh, set either. Yeah, uh, and also Ash had only tried contests once before, That's, and so mm. he's very set in his role, and he knows what he wants. Like yeah, his goal has always been the battles. Yeah, it's more he's going about... into Sina with. He's going into Sina with no intention of doing contests. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a bit more of like, I want you to do what I like um, mm-hmm. and trying to win over Nando for sure. 
Um, but yeah, here as we go to our 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 like <laughs> a point of authority on contest, basically, <laughs> uh, to give Don feedback. She's like, "Yeah, you're doing great with the moves themselves, but have you thought about Piplup's basic nature?" And it can't all be about a dramatic performance. So I'd like to ask, when's the last time you played with your Pokemon? Yeah, this is like, this is a very different question than I think anyone was expecting. Yes, definitely. Um, I get it. I don't think it's like the most insightful in some ways. <sighs> I think it's something that was just lost in translation, honestly. Maybe, yeah. That I think be... the whole the whole point is understanding, and and they elaborated on it later in the episode. Right, is like understanding the Pokemon is what is important. Yes, ex- yeah, that's what it really comes down to. It's just not super well explained at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think he tries to insinuate that by saying like it's because like their basic nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is kind of weird right. the way it's framed. But not I as do... weird as this next part. Uh, oh, when with, Team Rocket arrives. When Team Rocket arrives, but it's in their Jessalita like persona, basically, and her assistance. Uh, and mm-hmm. she's like a huge fan of him, like starts hugging uh, oh, Milotech, and then brings out her Viper in cosplay. <laughs> This terrible, absolutely <laughs> terrible Milo take hat. And like, yeah, and he's like, uh, okay. Uh, but even the rest of Team Rock is like, okay, you're embarrassing yourself. Let's try to drag you away. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but then he he kind of like saves himself here by saying, all right, let's, uh, Milo take, let's give a demonstration to these trainers. Um, and he's like, uh, and everyone's like, oh, you're going to give a performance for us? Um, and he does. So they sit down to watch. And I think this is a really cool showing of why Milotic is such an awesome Pokemon. Yeah. I. Wow. Just honestly, a stunning scene. Yes. It, it starts it's off with, really pretty. Exactly. Yeah. It just shows like all the categories of a Pokemon contest, like tough, cute, beautiful. Um, God, ah, it's just so good. Like these two episodes (laughs) back to back have some of the greatest, like choreography in this season. so far. Yeah. Agreed. And it really, so I was having issues with the last episode with show being like, it felt unearned. This feels Mm. earned. This right. feels like, like this is the champion of yeah. contests. Like the, he's earned his title in the five minutes that we've known him. Even though we haven't seen him before this point, but he technically should have been seen. Yeah. No. Okay. I, totally. I. Like sure, we should have seen him earlier in this in the series, mm-hmm. but I think he makes up for it by such a strong entrance. Yeah, that's fair. Right. They did a great job with the intro as well, which I think helped. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it built him up in a really nice way. Right. And and when you see this demonstration, it delivers on the expectations built from the start of the episode. 
Yes, exactly. It's like very clearly connected between the two. Um, and as this performance starts, we see it use safeguard, causing a mist to come out from the water, which mm-hmm. explains why that we saw that mist earlier. Right. Uh, which I was like, ah, oh, that's funny. Maybe he did that on purpose to like try to hide from the media. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's just super pretty. There's a lot of awesome 3D shots of it. Um, and there's the one moment that got threw me off is seeing Milotic fly. Like, that was odd. (laughs) Okay. uh, Wasn't quite sure of that. Um, but we see its full moveset. So, Safeguard, Aqua Ring, Dragon Pulse. Mm -hmm. And then it finishes off the demonstration with Twister. Yes. And it, creates a giant water spout like uh-huh like everyone's about to like fly off like <laughs> it's in- incredibly powerful on top of being beautiful yes it just shows yeah it shows off again another aspect of Milotic's strengths which are it's it's just fortitude with the water um and again, just awkwardly hovers at the end. <laughs> but I get it <laughs> at some level. Um, everyone's just blown away by this, of course. And Jesse's like, oh, man, I want my survivor to use Aqua Ring. <laughs> okay, Jesse. Yeah, and he's like, ah, sorry, that's not going to happen, even if it's dressed as Milotic. And uh, dramatically jumps off a rock into the water. And <laughs> like ninja <laughs> style. <laughs> Bye. So dramatic. <laughs> so so dramatic. Yeah. It's, it's I was great. like, is, is this like a like a Naruto episode with the like jumps <laughs> and stuff? Like what's happening? Mm-hmm. And everyone's also like, where'd he where'd he go? <laughs> like, what happened? Uh but just Alina's convinced that he is gonna cheer for her for some reason at the uh Wallace Cub. Sure, Jesse, sure. And yeah, and everyone's like, really? Like, everyone's like, everyone knows <laughs> that she's just putting this in her head. Um, but this has everyone psyched up for the competition as they um, are like watching. We cut to the TV crew trying to record this. Uh, Rhonda <laughs> asking her cameraman, you got that? Nope. Apparently, he did not bring up that the battery died, even though we've been here, like, what, an hour? Before he started filming, no less. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (sighs) Um, So we come back to the Pokemon Center. And, oh, one little note. I did like that we got to see some new Gen 4 moves in Milotech's um, arsenal with Aqua Ring and Dragon Pulse. Ooh, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I, so I take Dragon Pulse for granted because I'm so used to seeing it. <laughs> yeah, this was the intro for both of those. Um, and they look great. I wish you saw more of them. Um, I believe that's the first time we've seen either of those moves. And Dragon Pulse does look a bit different when we see it later, I will say. Oh, it looks very different. <laughs> <laughs> I think it changes yeah. every time, too. Like, it's not Does consistent. it? Okay. I know Kalos uh, is, like, overwhelmingly powerful Dragon oh. Pulse. Like a straight up like dragon comes out. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know where else we've seen it. 
We right. I know we see it later in Sinnoh. I'm not sure if we've seen it between. Oh, I think Axiom maybe uses it in yes. Unibo. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and they're watching on the TV a little interview with Wallace and um, for her name starts with an M. She's like the the contest MC. Uh, but they're like clearly, Marie, pre- I think maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, she's she she's like an older sister in Hoenn or something. Yeah, they look the same. They're the nurse joy officially of the contest. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe we hung out all day with him as they're chilling in the Pokemon Center. Uh, she's like brushing Beniri's head, ear fluff things, which is cute. Um, and she's like, yeah, I really need to appreciate what's truly special about each of my Pokemon, and I'll do my best out there. And Brock's like, yeah, also just relax, and you'll be great. Um, and Ash again points out, playing with your Pokemon's important, as Wallace said. Um, and as we're closing out the episode, Dawn's still like deep in thought about what to do and how to prepare. But uh, this is where we get an interesting twist to the episode as Nurse Joy walks over and says, Hey, Ash, I have a message asking for you to call the Pokemon Center in Snowpoint. And that's oh, like, where's Snowpoint? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, well, glad you asked. <laughs> and there's Joy Points at the very top of the Sinner region. Yep. Convenient map north. that's been behind them this entire scene. Right. <laughs> nice and Hey, it's better than what they did in Veilstone, which is pull out a projector that covered the whole wall with the map for no reason. Oh. <laughs> um, uh. But here we cut to what's happening over in Snowpoint as a character is watching TV and Nurse Joy comes from behind saying, oh yeah, you have a phone call from Ash of Pallet Town. And we see the, the girl with a green bandana stand up saying, great, I'll go and take it right now. May! Dun, dun, dun. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Hey. I'm ready to see May. I'm ready to see. I, it is going to be weird mm. having two Hoenn characters and they haven't mm. met. I don't know <laughs> how they're going to handle that, but <laughs> sure. So, oh, did you know May was coming at all? Uh, yes, I was aware. Okay. I, I am very aware that there is a, an arc in Sinnoh with May. Got it. I want to remember what it was like to get this reveal and what the reaction was. But I don't really recall my own. I don't either because, I mean, I never really watched it, like, continuously. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But I don't know. I'm, like, very torn, especially because uh, we've actually discussed the following episode a bit already. Um, mm-hmm. just because of logistics. And have you seen the next episode? No. Okay. I I, I want to spoil it too much for you, but I'm like, this is such a cool reveal, and I wish they did more with it. Is how I'll put it. Fair. Okay. Uh, okay. what did you think about seeing her in her emerald costume? Interesting. Um. Mm-hmm. Is that her most recent? Does she have the emerald bandana? 
Yeah, in so Battle Frontier. Uh, no, in Battle Frontier, she still just had her red outfit for Ruby and Sapphire design. Okay, so we've we've finally added that emerald outfit into her. Yeah, no one got appearance. okay. No one got an outfit change for Battle Frontier, so this is the first time we see May in something other than her um than her regular Ruby and Sapphire design, which is kind of cool. And do you have any clue why she's in Snowpoint? Why Snowpoint specifically? Yeah. No, I know there's a port there, but uh-huh. she could have gone anywhere. She could, but she chose specifically Snowpoint, and you might love it, actually, then, when, what you okay. see in the next episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, I... Like it makes if you watch Battle Frontier, you might be free. You like I I do I can imagine someone having like three delayed reactions of like ah 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 <laughs> because <laughs> like you could if you could piece it together from what you know um, of Battle Frontier a bit. Um, but this is the end of the episode. So what would you go and rate our cup runneth over episode twenty one of Battle Dimension? Uh, the episode itself, I would say around probably an eight for me, actually. Okay. I, I really liked it. I, my biggest complaint is that we haven't seen Wallace before this, Yeah. but it's not a issue with this episode. Yes. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not this episode in particular's fault that we haven't seen Wallace. Right. It's more of like, that's a huge background production thing that's clearly involved there. Um, right i the one thing that kind of bothered me was how wallace knew that the exhibition battle was specifically for him to look at dawn Mm. and he seemed to be more impressed with buizel and ash yeah i thought that way that kind of rubbed me the wrong way um i think overall the episode's pretty strong it like builds up on a lot of things we've been working on. The only major complaint I have is that Dawn has had to go through this realization that it's about her Pokemon like five times now. Yeah. And it feels like we're, we haven't really been making headway with that. And it felt like mm-hmm. her figuring out that she had to like play with her Pokemon and realize their natures and like work off of what her Pokemon are. It's like, that's what Zoe's been telling you for like, <laughs> like in your head. Like we've, we've had those lines from Zoe repeatedly for the past several episodes. Right. And it's some, like this show can be deep at times. Yeah. I don't think though that it's deep enough to be like, we're moving Dawn from being like depressed to being neutral to being like mentally prepared to enter the contest. That's where like you right. would, if you kind of explain the overall arc, it's where you, what you could gather from that. But the specific lines and development mm-hmm. that we see don't really support that it kind of supports the main thing of like okay now she's ready now she's ready now she's ready but we don't like see levels of that yeah and what bothers me is it feels like it just uh 
like it kind of undoes the whole Maylene stuff. Which yeah, is kind of it's disappointing. Uh, right. Because she had that moment of like realizing and like putting herself out there and mm-hmm. like trying new things with her Pokemon. And like that Maylene battle was just as much development for her as it was for Maylene. Mm-hmm. And then here we are, and she's making the same mistakes that she was in trying to do this like mega move of like all of her <laughs> team at once. And having that same issue that Zoe had pointed out, like echoing in her head. Yeah, Maylene felt like it really should have been the climax for that. But Mm -hmm. we're kind of regressing weirdly. And I'm like, were you not expecting what comes after and you aren't sure what to do with Dawn? Yeah, it's just weird that like now they're using Wallace as that teaching moment when uh Maylene was... Kind of that. They're kind of shifting the goalpost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because of, like, of what happens in, in all of this. Um, and it's like... It, it, they kind of alluded to the fact that Dawn was already ready to return to contests. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now she isn't? And now she's like getting there again? I don't, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're kind of awkwardly going in circles around the issue when we thought like... We were already there. Like it's like you're trying to find parking yeah. at the bank, but you keep just rounding about it. Like now we're here, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so with all that said, I think I'll give it seven point five. Um, okay. It, it evens out for me with the last one because a lot of what Dawn's issues are, and and how like we're kind of stuck there at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm hoping we get. You know, with this contest, actually, some headway there, but mm-hmm. man, it, it just that was my biggest issue was that it just didn't feel like we've been going anywhere with Dawn. Right. And that's why I think it, knowing what happens in the next episode, it does feel a little weird for May to appear in this fashion. Because, okay. like, are we really going to reintroduce an old character when we're in the middle of? resolving story yeah resolving some of her of dawn's issues so yeah that's why i'm like i i love it but i have a team at the same time i'm like "Mm, timing yeah it's like was this the best move exactly um but some fun trivia here that i'm just gonna bring up now uh the ribbon that may and ash share is from the terracotta festival and that's like it's more of a medal than the ribbon Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I want to bring it up is because it looks almost exactly like the effort ribbon from the games. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, oh, is this kind of to show like it's me out of it was or not, but it seems like a distinction between an official contest ribbon and the shape of this one, which is like a round sun, basically. Right. Um, some other trivia here is that, <laughs> well, this is a five-part arc, so strap in. Um, <laughs> oh, I was wrong. I was like, the next three episodes. Oh, was... no, 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 no. Oh, boy, here we We're go. We're in it. Um, let me see. Uh, Ro- yeah, so Rhonda refers to all the regions of the Pokemon world as one country. 
So yeah, which had been established up to this point, I think. It makes sense as to why they call it the national decks that you get post game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because- and various regions of that nation, which I think holds up for the first four regions since they are canonically just supposed to be Japan. Right. It, it, yeah, on the real world equivalent that that le- adds up for sure it's um, just once we get to unova things get weird but right. sure <laughs> new country new me um <laughs> but yeah that's most of the major events here and overall yeah pretty good start i'd say to to this arc yeah i'm looking forward to the wallace cup and i'm the way I'm looking at it going into is it, it is it feels like a companion to the tag battle. Interesting. So, okay. I'm interested it's, to see where this goes. Even though it's more of like a mid-season event? Yeah, I think it's still important. I mean, it's a long okay. arc. True, yeah. It's, you know, five-episode arc. It, it just feels like it's going to be Dawn's equivalent to mm. the tag battle competition. Just in terms of scale, you're saying? Yeah. Like, big big moment that's going to hopefully lead to some development for the main character in this point, Dawn, in The Last mm-hmm. One, Ash. Um, and in the field that they excel in, which is either battling or contests. Yeah, very true. And to wrap up this episode, a question of the week. If you were in the Boy. anime, what pokemon would you compete with in the wallace cup with the rules being it has to be a water type and it has to be a pokemon that none of our characters will be using as far as we know up to up until right now so piplup milotic uh oh man i too easy you you made this too easy for Uh me just for the complete wackiness of it gastrodon oh okay completely i mean we've seen shallows already Yes. So it's not so, that crazy, but mm-hmm. man, I'd just love to compete with the Gastrodon. I Gastrodon is probably my favorite water type. Oh really? Yeah. That's Squirtle? Oh, I No. Squirtle I Gastrodon has the advantage of water ground, which is my favorite dual type. It's so so yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that can beat it is grass. And oh, uh huh. You know, grass is just not great. I mean, but that's that's on a on a battle perspective. I think it would just be a fun thing to um, compete with for a contest, and mm-hmm. it's a little weird. Like it's yeah. it's not what you would first think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe Zoe with her shellos, but so I was gonna bring that up. I feel like <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it because I I pretty sure. Shellos or Gastron is used by someone. Uh, but uh, totally fair because you didn't know. Uh, so for me, I think I think a Zumaro would be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, because it, it could use like Aqua Ring, Bubble Beam, um, maybe like Aqua Tail as well. Uh, it, it, it like straps the line of like beauty, tough, and cute. Um, because yeah. it's like kind of a grown up, like a more mature Pokemon, but it's still like small and and cute. Like, um, can I say, uh huh? In terms of like 
you know, what would be good for contests? Aside from like Milotic, a lot of the water types kind of fall flat, in my opinion. Oh, well, you will be pleasantly surprised by the Wallace Cup then. Interesting. Because I think you might it's be just, forgetting some. I, I, I'm sure I am. It's just with all the chain fishing I've been doing, it's like, <laughs> this is a fish. This one's also a fish. This oh, one man. is a fish shaped like a heart, which I guess is kind of cute. This one is an old fish. This one is an octopus that evolves from a fish. Green Naruto, blue Naruto. And, and uh, that fish is shaped like a gun. <laughs> uh, oh, man. There's, some, there's a lot of not great looking water types. That's true, but it's about how you use them. That's fair. Uh, as we'll hopefully see on the next episode of Sights on Sinnoh. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week. As always, if you want to watch the Pokemon TV show with us, you can find that now on Switch, as well as desktop and mobile. <laughs> uh, and feel free to comment below what your answer is to the question of the week. As well, check out any other past episodes with our various co-hosts, um, including Brady, Karina, uh, and others that we've mentioned throughout this episode, I believe, as well, such as Manny and Greg. And, yeah, stay tuned to this awesome arc in the middle of Battle Dimension here. Um, JM, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it, was it was great to have you for this pair of episodes. Yeah, thanks, as always, for having me. Uh, fun little set of episodes. Uh, really yep. enjoyed some callbacks and some nods to <laughs> previous seasons and regions, so... Looking forward to this arc. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and if people want to get your thoughts on chain fishing and its ups <laughs> and downs, where can they do that? Yeah, you can see me break all my fishing chains uh, on Twitter. Uh, TurtleGuy512 is my username. Perfect. And I'm also on Twitter. We'll be teasing sometimes on Twitch, streaming, editing this uh, podcast. But until next time... Stay tuned, and we'll see you in Sinnoh. Have a good one. Every time they get longer. <laughs> oh, man. It's ridiculous. I know.